it's really cool to just have people in their 20s in general on this platform to, you know, talk about real life shit that people who are 20 years, years old, you know, have to deal with. Yes, yes. Welcome back to another weekly edition of ISD. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in on YouTube, checking us out on all your podcast platforms. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> right now, uh, I'm joined by a very, very dope guest. Someone I spoke up, someone I spoke with before. Uh, I spoke, I speak very highly, highly of him. If you're a fan of the show, you've definitely heard me talk to him before, man. But it's always good to have you back. Hey, Matic Logan, the building. My dog, what's popping? How much, man? How you feeling? <clears throat> feeling good, man. Um, project just dropped, you know. So yes, sir. Just feel good. Just feel like a ton of momentum building up, and just trying to keep building on it, you know. Yeah, it probably feels like a weight off your shoulder, especially after this year. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I don't even like look at it like. Well, I didn't look at it like that. Like it wasn't. So for eight eight eight, it was just something that kind of happened. Mm -hmm. I was just like making records and had records in the tuck. Like I was just chilling and just decided to do it. So there wasn't really no pressure, no expectations. It was just like, let's just keep going, you know. So, right. So that's really the way that I approached it. It's just like keep going. Like I dropped it. I don't feel like, um, like, I definitely don't feel like a weight has been lifted. I feel like there's more. I feel like when you keep doing shit, mm -hmm. more pressure gets put on you. Mm -hmm. The expectations and the the uh, the standard, you know, the bar keeps getting higher. Mm -hmm. So if anything, you're adding more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, mm -hmm. you probably added more pressure. Um, So especially if you drop something fire. Yeah. You know, got dope project, dope merch, so. Feel like you know with the next shit I put out or the next whatever I do next, I just gotta keep taking it to another level. How does it feel always raising a bar for yourself? My bad, I just ate a whole skittle. I saw it's cool. <laughs> I saw. Mm. Kind of like a, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse because I know, no matter what, I'll never be settled with mediocrity. Like I'll never be complacent or mm -hmm. content. But it's like, what are you chasing? Because if you're never going to... It's like, almost like you're chasing an, uh, something that doesn't exist. If you know you're never going to attain it, mm -hmm. you know, what are you chasing? So mm -hmm. it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it always feels like you're beating yourself up or you like defeating yourself. And it almost feels like you can't be satisfied with just like that one option of just being like, okay, like I got this, you know? Mm -hmm. No, for sure. I got to always like... It's like anything else, like a tug and pull. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to be in it all the way and just be prepared mm -hmm. for anything. So, do you ever get like pre-drop anxieties when it comes to music? Hell yeah! Anytime you like, <laughs> not just dropping music, but anytime you like, put yourself out there mm -hmm. for people to see. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or people to hear or whatever. There's anxiety, especially somebody like me who naturally just already has anxiety. So, like, mm -hmm. anytime I do, like, anything like that and, like, showcase my abilities or put myself out there, there's definitely anxiety, mm. you know? Have you dealt, found better ways to kind of deal with it in a sense? Um, One thing that I'm learning is just to keep confronting shit, like, head on and just battling day to day, day in, day out. Like, just keep fighting and don't ever, like, um, my bad. You're all good. Don't ever just um don't ever give up. Like just always keep fighting. So that's one thing that I'm I'm like I've always you always hear that cliche, but like that's something that I'm really starting to understand. Mm -hmm. Now, when if you can tell me about a point in your life where your anxiety was like the highest. Right now it's pretty high. Um last year was pretty high when I was 
And I was trying to get out my deal. It was crazy. Um, probably going through, I mean, obviously going through Xanax withdrawals, my anxiety was abnormally fucking severe. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something that I deal with, bro. I wouldn't say like, I don't know. I would have to really sit here and reflect to tell you like one specific part that was, you know. Okay. No, I, I completely understand. Did the pandemic affect it at all? Um, I wouldn't say the pandemic really necessarily affected the way that uh, I feel. I think I it affected the way I feel about people. Like, I don't think people are so smart. I don't think, like, people are doing the right things that we need to be doing as a, like, as a species. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like it impacted the way I think about people and see society. But other than that, like, I... I've never been in, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck is going on? And now it's yeah. like, okay, I kind of see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, at first, for me, the pandemic, but to get to the anxiety thing real quick, like, my anxiety gets the highest when, like, there's a bunch of question marks as to what's about to happen. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know what's about to happen. Uncertainty would, yeah. And it must be something that you care about. Like, mm-hmm. like today, I described my day to you, like... Like, you know, we be at the distance to get here, mm-hmm. and then my one guy canceled, then my other guy works for a school. So it's, it's a bad balance. So now he's back working now, and then I'm coming here, and then the microphone, the microphone yeah. wasn't working. So all that shit was like, I'm trying to keep it cool because at the end of the day, my mindset is like, I'm trying to adapt to say it could always be worse. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes as humans, we look at things, no matter how big and how small, we only focus on what's in the moment. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at the bigger picture and realize shit could be way worse. And I think that's what like sweats us out the most. Yeah. It's all about, um, I tell people this all the time, life is all about perspective and perception. Like, Mm -hmm. those two Ps in specific are huge. Mm -hmm. You know, the way you see things and the way you receive things. So, definitely. You know, it's crazy. The pandemic did a lot for people's, like, anxiety. Not freaking out. I was calm. Yeah, once they told me, like, you have to stay in the crib and, like, nobody's getting (laughs) penalized for it. And it's like, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's just chill. And, like, I started working on myself and that felt really good. Yeah. uh, I I hope more people did that. Oh no, I completely agree. I hope more people did that too. It almost felt like if you if if you had this time, and I know I'm not trying to get into like LLC Twitter talking shit, where they're mm-hmm. just like you gotta yeah. be better and all that, you know that bullshit. But I think that um, if you didn't use this time to get something like if something was nagging, you're always like I want to do something, want to do this, I want to do this. Yeah. But now you had the opportunity to do it, and you didn't do it. I don't want to hear shit from you anymore. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Unless like, here's the thing. I'm with that 100. percent Okay. With the exception of the people who actually like went through some crazy shit. Like if you got okay. sick and lost somebody or like if some like lost your job and you got no money, like that, that if you have a viable excuse, mm-hmm. then I'll feel it. But yeah, if you just sat around like depressed because of the cause you gotta be at home, mm-hmm. like of the reality of the world, like we we all are right now. So I think if you wasted that time. I, I, I think people are going to regret that. Oh, definitely. Um, pan, prime pandemic, like, so we talk in March. First of all, the pandemic wasn't even real. We always see things about in other countries about, oh, this virus and this and all this. We've always seen shit like this. So for me, I was kind of like, oh, it's whatever. But then it hit real for me when, like, we don't always realize stuff until it hits home. So mm-hmm. when the NBA got canceled, I was fucked up. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I know, that, <laughs> I know that's horrible because people were No, that's real shit. shit. <laughs> but it's just like, the way news and media is structured, I did not tune into all those people dying. That's when... When, once the once the NBA like shit happened, that's when I was like, okay, there's something going on. Not necessarily a crazy ass, you know, virus or whatever the case yeah. may be. What's at the surface? What it looks like? Yeah. But once these billion dollar corporations start folding, 
there's something going on like that we just will never know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's just I way agree. bigger than us. Like regardless of of what your opinion is, you know, we got we got conspiracy theories, we got all type of shit. Um I do think that people like the NBA, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You have to shut down. Like right. there's a there's a virus going around like Come on, bro. Priorities. Yeah, you like the world just you just have to do all this shit. So, but I do think that there's something like way bigger going on mm-hmm. that we could see. We might not even be here when this shit like actually like yeah. you know how long they take to like really plan some of these like the world like transitions and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's just my little spin on that. Would you ever call yourself a conspiracy theorist? Um, if people want to call me that. That's fine. I'm a truth seeker. Okay. So, like, I don't like being lied to. I don't like people mm. fooling me. I don't like people manipulating me and leading me on. <clears throat> and then I get blindsided, you know? So, I don't think that everything is a conspiracy. I don't think every time someone raises a question of, is this a conspiracy, you should believe it. I think you should do very, um, you should put in a significant amount of research. Time and energy and research if you really are that passionate about something. Mm. But the people that also believe that every conspiracy is wrong also make no sense to me. Mm. Because that's not possible. Facts. Because now you're just being as ignorant as the people that you are Talk shit about. so against. <laughs> right. So, like everything else, man, there's a, there's a balance to it. But I wouldn't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. Like, there's some real delusional people out here that are like, okay, you kind of need some help. Me, people might have their opinions on me, but... I just want the truth, and I just want people to sit with the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't like millions of people being lied to, ever. Not now, not 50 years ago, not 100 years from now. Like, just the way I, you know. No, I I hear you, and it begs a few questions. So it's like, do we really, like, want to know the truth? I do. But see, at the same time, it's like, sometimes ignorance is bliss. For sure. Depending on what it could be. For sure. So you would hate to hear like some, like you remember when the, the Pizzagate thing was really, you know, out mm-hmm. and open, that was really trending and people were like looking into that. Like that's one thing where it's just like, that's horrible that is happening and that news should be talked about, but it's just like, damn, like that's, that really sucks to hear, you know? But you got to hear it and we got to face that because mm-hmm. people are doing that to other people. Yeah. And that is not okay, whether, whether we see it or not. You know, we can't turn a blind eye to something because it rubs us the wrong way. Correct. Absolutely. Um, And Yeah. So I think, you know, shit like the Pizza Gate and all that shit, man. Shit those are disgusting. Powerful people doing shit like that. It's like get that shit out of here, bro. Like yeah. there's no place for that. That's what I'm all about. Like, I just want people to be honest and truthful, bro. Like sometimes the truth hurts. It could fucking cut through a fucking cylinder of concrete. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It could fucking pierce it. Like, for real. The truth hurts. But Get that out the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the human life, especially life expectancy of minorities or people like, just just say Americans, you know, with us being so unhealthy, it just keeps getting shorter. And then like, you know, for specific, like I said, races or whatever, all the different types of demographics, you, it just keeps getting shorter. So if I'm only here for 50 years, if I'm only, if I only got 60 years and then you take out your childhood, so you, how many conscious years do you have? If I'm only here for this little period of time, who knows what's after? Tell me the fucking truth. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be here. I want to know what I'm in, like, what I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. Like, this, some people are just existing, and then they die, and then it's like, 
I'm not telling anybody how to live their life, but for me, mm-hmm. I want to know this shit. Like, if we talking to the aliens, folks, bro, let me know. Like, because yeah. I've been thinking about this forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was reading, um, actually, I wasn't, it's not, I didn't see it, uh, hear this in a book. I was doing, uh, I was watching a class, a lesson on, damn, I forgot what the hell this dude's name is. He writes hella, uh, he's a, it's, it's about aliens? No, he's, he writes novels, um, action novels and shit, thrillers. Super famous. You got a name of a book? Oh man, why am I blanking on his name right now? But he told me that he, you know, he does. He didn't tell me in his class. He does like these uh classes. So I was watching it, and he said that Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. No, but I do watch his too. Uh, um, masterclass. Yeah, for sure. I always want to pay for masterclass, but like it looks cool. No, do I it, do it. Crazy. I definitely, I do all type of shit to like. Stroke that educational, uh, stimulate that educational, yeah, you know, uh, urge, but yeah, do it. Okay, masterclass okay. is a great investment, bro. Okay. That's actually where I talked, where I heard this shit. Like, um, uh. I forgot dude's name though, but he was just saying that, you know, when he writes action books or when he gets into like the psychological thrillers, he really likes to do research. And so he contacted, like, uh, one time he somehow he met like somebody in the secret service and he contacted them and he was like, um, I just have a question about like, uh, like a fantasy, yeah. Like, um, how would this, like, just a hypothetical? He was like, um, is this possible? Like, would this do 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 be possible? And dude's like, look, I'm gonna just stop you right here. If you could think about it, we've already done it. Mm. Period. Regardless of what it is. Mm. And he was like, that was the end of the conversation. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> if you could just merely think about it, yeah. They've already they bended it, like tried it at least. Yeah. So. He said when he heard that, he like scrapped all his ideas and just started writing whatever the fuck he wanted because there's no limits. You know what I'm saying? When you sit here and try to limit, like, does this make sense? You think this could be possible? Like, no, fuck that. Just do whatever you want because anything is possible. Yeah. Do you think, like, do you remember any of the ideas that he wrote down? Um, No, it was like how he got to the book that I was, that he was talking about. I don't remember the book or like, I can't even remember his fucking name, but... It's gonna hit you once you leave. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll, I mean, I I could open up my masterclass and look, but yeah, um, masterclass seems kind of dope though. I when I when I had hoop dreams, I thought about getting Steph Curry's masterclass. Yeah, but no, nah, I, I ain't so masterclass been around for a minute or something. Uh, it's been around for some years. I remember seeing the first ad for masterclass uh, on Snapchat. Okay, it was for uh, it was it was for Steph Curry's thing, and the thing is when you look for stuff and learning because you were talking about education when you look at stuff online, especially now because everything's online. And you look at stuff and you're like, oh, I want to do this. Or, oh, well, how can I buy into this or do this? It's You're always worried about what's the scam and what's not. Yeah. So they do a good job of making these ads cater to these like these people's faces to actually do it. It just looks very interesting. I just never, yeah. never put the fourth thought to it. So like, I get my education from, like, I, I pick things. Like, me and you have talked before. Mm-hmm. And you know how my music taste is. It's very, like, you know, like, J. Cole-ish or whatever. So, like, my latest thing I've been trying to better myself on is music. Mm-hmm. Have you learned any new music this past year at all? So, um, yeah, this year I, I like to uh, I like dove into other genres, um, mm-hmm. listening. But um, so I took that master class that Alicia Keys put uh, put on there. I took the master class that Saint Vincent put to kind of. Um, I did a Dead Mouse. Um, shout out to them. Timberland did one too. Timberland, I'm about to get to his soon. Um, Usher got some shit too. Like a bunch of them got a bunch on there. So, um, but yeah, they they kind of helped me like um, 
study songwriting. So when I listen to those classes or watch those classes, I kind of go listen to their co- uh, catalogs or mm-hmm. discographies and just kind of see what they was talking about. So people I'm studying, like artists that I'm studying at the moment, um, I definitely go listen to their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to Nirvana for the first time like this year mm-hmm. or last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. I listened to like, um, listen to a bunch of shit. My favorite type of music like for for like the year is Christmas music. So I learned a lot new a lot of new Christmas songs this really? year. So, yeah. You just like yeah. I, I go ahead. No, I was gonna say I just like the environment, like the energy. Oh, Christmas is definitely good energy, but you're the first person I say that their favorite kind of music, Christmas music though. Well, for like not to listen to every time, but just around Christmas. <laughs> when I listen to Christmas music around Christmas yeah, in that yeah. little in that area, yeah, I'm just so happy. It's like the it's like perfect. Yeah, like yeah, you know, like there's no other really time of the year where there's music specifically for that time of year. Really, mm-hmm. at least not off the top of my head. Like there's vibes. Like you get like more happier vibes for the summer if you want to do that. But like. Mm. So like Christmas music, but like, it's not like July. You bump it like Mariah Carey. Does. I will though. I will bump like Christmas <laughs> in July is a real vibe. Like I will listen to Christmas music in July for sure. Nah, I do. Like I really do. Really? I did. Like last year I was listening to it, especially during the pandemic. We was in the crib. I was playing it, that shit. Yeah, I mean, if it comes on, but I know I won't go search for it. That's yeah. my thing. Like it just kind of has to happen. Yeah, it's a personal thing. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like uh, I just love Christmas, man. Um. It's just one of my favorite times of year. So like I love I love the music personally. But a lot of people Do you have a fake tree or a real tree? We get we always get fake trees my whole life. We couldn't afford like no real trees back in the day. And now like growing up we had animals and pets and now we like everybody still got animals, like so mm. not fucking with fake trees. I mean with real trees. And I hear like real trees got like bugs and all type of shit. So me and my family have gotten a real tree pretty much every year. This mm. this year was the first Christmas with no tree. My mom, with the pandemic, she's on it. She not playing no shit. Damn. Four people over the house for Christmas. If I had to tell you, to tell you the regulations, I love you. But if I had to tell you the regulations, you thought my mom worked for the CDC, bro. It's it's it's, 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 it's no joke. It's no CDC, joke. I shouldn't even say nothing because they're going to get the video flag. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but like my mom, um, you can let that shit fly. I don't care. Nah. But but my mom, um, we've always, she made a habit to always get real trees. Always. And mm. I spent Christmas with my girl this time around. And so because I spent Christmas with my girl, we actually didn't even... Um, she actually told me, like, I, I just learned this year that actually black people actually don't get real trees a lot. Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's a real thing. Black people... We, I'm one of the few black families that actually gets, like, real trees. That's crazy. Yeah, no. I, I think I'm going to keep it a traditional, personally, just because, like, me and my dad... And it's so crazy. Like, we would just go up the street to a fucking gas station... I like the vibe, like the the uh, the aura, mm-hmm. the whole aesthetic of a real tree. Definitely encapsulates the essence of Christmas mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. The smell, the whole vibe. Like when I see a fucking real tree, I'm like, I'm fascinated. I'm like, you have a real <laughs> fucking Christmas tree in yeah. your crib, and it's decorated and it's big and it's fire. But yeah. me personally, I haven't. Probably when I get like my own, like you know, nice crib, and I could really do. Like spend money and do that shit. I'll probably definitely get like a real tree, but I gotta make sure it's no. I'm not a bug person, bro. So like, mm, me either, bro. Bringing a tree from outside is like the concept. I just started thinking about that this year. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, they're really bringing trees that grow outside into their house for like a month. Yeah, facts. I we I don't think we ever had bugs. Uh, one thing issue that we'll always he had was that the the pine cones always fell off. 
The pine, not pine cones, whatever. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. The pines always fall off a tree, and if you're not wearing socks or shoes, they get stuck in your feet. And then I got to sweep it up, and then and then when we put the tree, will be on carpet, so I got to vacuum up the carpet, and I got to vacuum a bunch of times. So that was always a pain. But yeah. other than that, bro, I love I love Christmas. No, yeah, Christmas is the shit, bro. What What do you think is the greatest gift you ever gotten? Oh man. Or the greatest gift you ever received. Mm. I don't know. I never really, um, never really put no like stock into mm-hmm. what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't grow up with much, so it wasn't a thing of like I learned very young to take the value out of the gift and put it into the uh, just the overall principle of the of the holiday so the fact that i get to wake up on christmas and be with my family is like the gift you feel me mm-hmm. especially coming up with my pops coming home so it's gonna be like really christmas again like or at least for me so like that's uh that's the i guess the best gift is like actually being there because like all that other material shit is cool bro but i guess like one time when i was a shorty i got a ps uh Two, probably? PS2. Yep. I got a PS2, and, yep. and uh, my brother cut the cords on me because he didn't get a oh, PS2. he cut? Yeah, but we oh, were shorties, and like we had, we were like fighting then. Um, Fuck yeah. But, you know, so. But that taught me a lesson, too, because that was like shattered my Christmas, and I was like, damn, I can't play my PlayStation. But, you know, put me through some, some, uh, some tribulation right there. So I don't really value, like, what you're getting me. Like mm-hmm. if as long as you it's, if you think about me, man, I value that. Like you know, just think about me. That's it. Some sentiment, you know. Yeah. Uh, do those principles cross over into your daily life, not just on Christmas? Yeah, for sure. Um, but like anybody else, I do appreciate nice stuff, though. You oh. know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> but yeah, hundred percent. Now it's it's as like it's also easy to see people who don't value those things yeah and it kind of shows you i feel like those are the people like we talked about earlier with like kind of bad perspective they're always stressed out about little shit mm-hmm. and they don't want to say things i know i was like that for a while like i was always worried about what i don't have what i don't have and are people not listening to this more are people not doing this more instead of you know valuing what i got and i feel like it kind of makes you happier yeah i think a lot of people go through that i think that's a part of existing um but yeah once you start realizing all of that bro you start realizing um like you said, what what makes you like really happy? Like what mm-hmm. fulfills you for real? You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. When has there ever been a time in your life where your principles got tested? All the time. <laughs> yeah, and when you grow up in the when you grow up in the environment I grew up in, shit like values, morals, principles. Every day, you gotta like. Fight that shit, and you gonna sink. You gonna you gonna fold and and fight into the temptations a mm-hmm. lot when you like at that stage. So yeah, yeah. What side of the city did you grow up on? I grew up. Um, I lived all over, so I bounced around a lot. But I like really spent most of my time in Little Village. Little Village. Now I'm not from the city at so all. So that's like um, so like I spent most of my time in one like area. So Little Village, Pilsen, and Brighton Park. Is okay. where I lived the most. Mm-hmm. So that's like all Southwest and they're all like right next to each other. Yeah. Predominantly uh Mexican neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's that's where I grew up, like the Southwest area. Um but I, I went to school all over. Um I lived on the north side for a little bit, like towards Humble Park. Um mm-hmm. 
all over. I live like oh, like more out west. I, the only place I never lived was I, uh, no, the only place I never lived was over east. Like, cause that shit is like just too far. It's like downtown, right? No, no, it's far, bro. What the fuck is all? What the fuck is east of us? Is that Indiana? Like Michigan, and then it's Indiana. Yeah, that's where the east side is. Like Indiana. Towards it's east, so like all this shit that way. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's far, bro. Like you gotta like. Cause cause when I think of east, I think downtown. No nah, hell right no. Nah. The lake. There's a east part of downtown, I guess. Mm-hmm. The east part of downtown. Yeah. But nah. Like Navy Pier would be like mad east, cause that's right on like the fucking lake. Like the there's like the South Loop and shit like that, like uh-huh. downtown. But and I don't even really go downtown, so I don't really, um. But I know that the east side is not downtown at all. Over east is like, it's just so far. Like, I've never really been there. <laughs> I've been there like a couple times. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that, because I was born in the city, right? Mm-hmm. But we lived in Calumet. But then once we left there, we came here. And I kind of, sometimes I wish I grew up in the city, sometimes I wish I didn't, because I feel like I missed out on a lot of good things. But From not living in the city? Yeah. But then also here I missed out on a lot of bad things. Would you say your time in the city has more good or bad? Mm. I I don't know if I could say one or the other. Mm-hmm. It goes back to perception and, and perspective. What do you view? Like some people view to have the glass half empty. Some people see it half full. Me personally, I just see it full. There's mm-hmm. half of it might be air, half of it might be water, you know? Yeah, so it's yeah. really how you see things. Um like, you could look at the news from the other night, the guy that drove around shooting people all day. You know what I'm saying? For fucking no fucking reason. Nuts. Like, do you want to live there? Yeah. But then in that same city is, like, something so beautiful. Like, um, I don't know, man. The same city that birthed Barack Obama. You know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's all about the way you, you, you choose what you want to do with your life. You know? Mm-hmm. So Chicago has good and it has bad, like anything else. Um... Just, just live, man. I don't really try to. Once you, when you, when you in this shit for real, like, if you let that shit manifest and just eat up your brain all day, like, we don't really be thinking about that shit for real. Like, we, we were born on edge. You know what I'm saying? Like the way we move, that's just how we are. It's like embedded in our DNA. So we don't really like. I don't ever find myself thinking like, oh, I live in. Like like what you was talking about, like I live in, this place I live in is so bad compared to how good it is all the time because we've already kind of accepted it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just what it is. So the way I think about it is this is where I'm at. This is where I've always been. And I'm just trying to continuously improve it. And one day I hope to get some money so I could really put some money into the city, like the places yeah. that need it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like really put some fucking footwork behind what I'm saying. So how has the city changed you? I'm, the city made me, you know, the city Excuse made me. everything from top to bottom, bro. So um, it's just shaped me in every way, shape and form, bro. I, I don't know how I could say like how specifically I just I attribute everything that I am to the, to to what Chicago has made me become mm-hmm. and things it made me do. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I doing research on you and speaking to you before you often talk about like, you know, just different things that you've experienced growing up and how that's molded you to be you. Mm-hmm. And I know if you follow your career and if you know, you've 
there have been a good share of like negative negative experience that you look back on. You're like, damn, like what the fuck? Have you been able to reap the positives from any of those yet, or are you still kind of like feeling the negative effects of those? Um, what do you mean, like in specific? Like, I know you've talked about you know being in the trap a lot, and mm. you know growing up in certain parts of the city and seeing thir- and seeing you know one of your close friends die right next to you when you were in the car, you getting grazed by a bullet. Yeah, they often say there's a silver lining in anything. Have you seen that silver lining yet? You feel um, like- now I do. Mm-hmm. I didn't before for none of that shit. Um. Especially, like, we, when we was growing up, like, we was in the trap all day, every day. Like, we was living in that bitch. Mm-hmm. And, like, now I'm feeling it. Like, for real, for real, I'm feeling it. And all the guys, we be talking about it. Like, we was just living, like, I don't know. That shit was like a movie. When I get to, when I get rich, Hollywood's going to see that movie. Like, they going to mm-hmm. get my pitch for that. Because what we was doing, we had a whole funeral home, bro. Like, so, and we was in that bitch. We was living in that bitch, like, six years. Five, six years. So. Really? Yeah, we was in that bitch. It was busting, but unhealthy, bro. Super unhealthy. Not just physically, mentally, too. We was... Um, so I, I like to think like that energy was a lot of the reason why my music kind of was like... My career, I mean, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think about it now, and, I, and I, I ponder, and I you know I reflect on it, and I just learn from a lot of it. And you get good memories when you think about shit, too, so... Yeah, that's true. Cause I'm sure sometimes we're fun. Oh, we had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, we had so much fun, man. Like the thing is though, with certain shit that's fun, is that sometimes it's not always good for you. Like, 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 like you laugh right now. I'm sure you think of some shit that you did or that happened, but just looking back at it, it's like, damn, it kind of affected me in a bad way. Yeah. Well, so however something's gonna affect you, I think it's gonna affect you regardless. So. If it was affecting me negative, then it's I'm looking at it now in a positive light, mm-hmm. so I can take from it and still learn from it, mm-hmm. even if it happened however long ago it happened. You know, so mm-hmm. it's all up to you what you want to do. Like you know, like I know, like there's certain things like I do now, like the way I am with women, the way I am with my money, like the way I am with drugs and alcohol, all that shit. It's like I don't repeat the way. Like why would I take the same steps that I fucking deteriorated on? Like so the, all the, the habits and the patterns that I used to um, follow and, and, and the rules I used to go by back then, I completely had to switch it because, you know, as you get older, you realize it's just not the move. It's yeah. just not the way you want to live your life. So it's just what I've been doing is just kind of listening. I mean, looking at it and just kind of taking it, studying myself and shaping how I want to move forward. It's hard to come back from a lot of those things, though. Yeah, don't get me wrong, though. Like, I'm not, like... I'm just thinking about the good right now because I I hate thinking about the trauma, but like, yeah, some of that shit. It's like some people don't make it out. Like some people don't. Like I was just at a podcast the other day and I was talking about how like I real deal didn't think I would be this age that I am right now. Like so, I didn't plan to get this far. So now that I'm this far, I'm altering my life completely. Like I'm changing everything. Like if you see, I I just quit smoking cigarettes. Like I don't drink pop. I don't drink alcohol. Like I'm I'm um getting my whole health everything situated because never in a million years, G. I never thought it like cuz we was just we was just in it. It was just in the moment like <clears throat> How could I say it like 
it's kind of like what I was just talking about. When you when you're just in something so much, mm-hmm. it's like playing sports. When you're in there, you, you, it's just like almost second nature, like muscle memory. So when you're yeah. in this shit, like you don't even realize till you get a chance to sit and think. And sometimes when you're in Chicago and you're doing all this crazy shit or whatever, like living this life, getting fucked up, you don't even really remember or, or like could really sit here and have a honest depiction of what the fuck is going on, you know? So you just really got to, you really got to try to survive. And then um, if you do survive, I think especially like what, uh, what uh, Gilly the Kid said, you know, if you're one of the chosen ones and you actually get a chance to make it and survive, like not make it like financially, make it like you get a chance to live and people fuck with you, like, that's something what he said really really hit me uh <clears throat> hit home and hit me in the heart cuz like I was like man I was taking that shit for granted too like as an artist as a person like I had to go look at a family photo and I'm like damn I'm the only artist in this picture I'm the only like entrepreneur in this picture I'm the only one that I feel is like on that 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 Steve Jobs you know wavelength that Kanye wavelength that Jay-Z, that mogul billionaire status, let's let's do something and let's change the world status. So my family might not get that from a from our bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Again, so I'm here. Let me turn the fuck up. You mm. feel me? So everybody could reap the rewards for this shit. Cause we already invested so much. And like I said, I never planned to sur- I ne- like our real deal never planned to survive this shit. Like not I shouldn't even say survive, but like I wasn't expecting to die, but I had no expectations. Like when people, if you go look at my interviews back in the day, like you hear me say it all the time, I have no expectations. Like I don't like that shit yeah. because I'm the same person that at 10 years old, like at 10 years old, I went to a fucking, I went to hockey practice and I came home and my dad is gone for 25 years. So like I realized how fast shit could just switch up on you. You feel me? So. Once you start learning all that shit and you start taking it into consideration, bro, I like, you just learn a lot, you know? Like, and it's a lot of shit that you just can't, can't learn. In a, you can't learn that shit in the classroom, bro. Like, nobody can really teach you that shit. It's just that teacher, that life teacher, that person, I mean, that, that entity that's just bigger than any person, that'll teach you the most. So, yeah. Life, teacher, life is a, probably the best teacher, but that shit suck. That yeah. shit hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm learning some, but it's beautiful too. Mm. One thing I tell everybody, like, man, we so focused on the bad because that's in our human nature. But life is miraculous. Mm. Life is full of abundance, bro. Life is beautiful, bro. Yeah, we we we're making it so difficult for ourselves, bro. Well, why do you, how do you think we do that? Human nature, mm. cunning, deceitful, manipulative, greed, all the bad shit. We're doing it to ourselves, bro. We have the option to do good or do bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, regardless of our whys, why we're doing those things, we're still choosing to do the bad more than the good. So, And I ain't trying to get all like, I'm not a religious person. Like I'm not, like, I, I never read the Bible. When I was in, when I went to like, they tried to get me to go to C, uh, CCD or whatever the fuck that shit was called. Like to make your, to make your communion and shit. Like I was like. Is that Catholic? I think I don't know. I've never heard. Of Whatever that. my family is, I think they're Catholic. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, like I never believed in that shit. So, 
And I just started be, being a faithful person, having faith, like, last year. Faith in what, though? In um, something bigger than me, something beyond me, something, uh, an otherworldly entity, you know? Mm. Something that is just far more complicated than I could put, wrap my head around, mm. but is clearly in this bitch. Yeah. You know? So you don't want to... Maybe I know you say you're not a religious person, so maybe you don't want to call it God. Or, I call it God. Okay, but okay, maybe okay, other okay. people don't. So everyone looks at things differently. Like it's I, my God. Facts, and I think that when people talk about faith, they feel like, oh, you're either Christian or you're Catholic or you're Muslim or whatever the case may be, whatever you may believe in. Not trying to shit on any of them, but I feel like when people f- put those religions there, they expect you to fit into that box instead of just saying, I have faith in whatever you want to have faith in. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like sometimes with religion, there's no individuality. And that goes back to what I said about the, about human nature. Mm-hmm. That's so contradictory, bro. You want me to buy into your religion so much, but you're so against their religion. What makes you different from them mm-hmm. other than your beliefs? They're so passionate about what they believe as well. Like, and I don't know how religion religions work if they're like arc enemies. Um, but that's just the vibe I get. Like they don't fuck with each other. Yeah. Obviously, if you think your world is fucking directly like because of this religion you're not going to agree with people that think your religion is like not true and so yeah but i've never been a been a person to like jump on board for religion i always looked at churches and all of that shit like i don't get what's going on here mm-hmm. like it's some like again bro like it's just something going on here that's just I, i'm not fucking with it like a what you call it a sixth sense or like a gut feeling? Yeah, like that's in, in, very intuitive. I'm I'm a very intuitive person, but like even as a kid, I felt that. Like even if it's not that there's something very like um, maniacal being orchestrated, you're not telling us the truth. You are lying to us. I'm in class raising my hand. Like, why this? What does this mean? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you were that tell kid. me some shit. Yeah, because you're not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not finna pray because I you're agree. telling me to. I agree, yeah. Why do I have to pray? Yeah. What is the purpose? Why is this right? Like, stop trying. Well, I'm a kid, yeah, but I'm not fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So, it just, it just, it is what it is, man. And I think, like, I think you have to probably dive into a religion to, like, really understand and, and grasp it. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, created my own religion for myself, and I just... I have a ton of faith in myself. I have a ton of faith in um, my God mm-hmm. and, and what I believe in, and, and I'm rocking that way. So, I hear you, and I completely agree because I think that we all go through a phase where we learn things growing up, and we're like, okay, this is this, but I feel like in order to grow, you have to have a questioning period. Mm-hmm. Whether that be some people question different things. Some people question religion. Some people question their sexuality. Some people question the government. Everyone goes through, I think, a period where they just got to figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's necessary, though. It feels like you just went through yours a lot younger. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely did. Yeah. And I still go through it now. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a part of my my nature. Mm-hmm. Um, And it could be trauma. It could be PTSD because I've been lied to and, and so much shit has flipped upside down in my life all the time since I was a kid. Like, yeah. I've I could... I could trace trauma back to all the way when I was born. Like I was born into, I was born into a crazy life. So that I say, um, that would do that. That will make you kind of be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think 
if you can, if you want to speak on like certain things, you absolutely can. But like, what do you think major? What do you think made your life so crazy? Um, just everything, bro. Like you know, from my pops getting locked up, like to me, you know, almost dying to um seeing somebody die. Like when I was fucking, what was that? Like eight, maybe nine. That that was when your friend got shot? No, no, no. This dude didn't even die from no violence. Like he was playing around with fireworks. Oh, wow. Yeah, but like that's still traumatizing. Yeah, fact. Like I remember seeing his brain on the floor. Like he oh. put a fucking uh he put a quarter stick in uh the pump and he didn't put the cap that on. Dynamite? Yeah. And it blew off and it blew the cap and it was nasty, man, and it's shit like that that You just can't, you can't unsee that shit. And that shit that you got to see, like, when, when you grow up in Chicago, that's just shit that you see. Like, just happen to see that shit. Like, seeing people get shot, seeing people die, it's just natural. Like, it's just normal shit. So, the trauma goes back, like I said, all the way. There's not one thing that I could pinpoint and be like, this did that, or, like, this was the the, the pivotal moment. It's a kind of a buildup of a bunch of shit. But I stopped complaining, bro, because, like, Chicago, man, like, Everybody's going through it, bro. Like, it's some people that got it worse. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's people in my family that got it worse. So, <clears throat> just is what it is. I've kind of accepted what Chicago is and what it has done to us, like, or like us as, a, as Chicago people. And, you know, like I said, my, my whole goal is to change what, what like, um, the future looks like for, for us. For our city and our um our people, citizens. Definitely. Um, I think that as much as and one thing I've had to learn, like we say, like Chicago is an issue there. Growing up in Chicago was that way, but I also feel like sometimes we gotta look at the bigger picture and understand why things are that way. You know, the the government damn near controlled everything in this country. Oh, they don't give a fuck about us. They didn't <laughs> care when they yeah, they never cared. They still don't care. So I, I look at it like this. I notice everyone always talks about this and it's it's kind of a worn on top. I've talking about it for years, but you know, you look at Tupac and Biggie. Mm-hmm. Been dead 96, 97. Since 96, 97. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still ain't found the killers. But yeah, they'll find somebody for some really petty shit that happened mm-hmm. a long time ago. So I think that they, they definitely make choices that, that they deem as the good or the good or the bad, you know, like a necessary evil or some bullshit like that to try to make things work in their favor for the country. So when I hear about situations like yours or people who may have grown up in rough spots, moved around like Ruben Hood, I really look at it as the, that's the country's fault, whether it be capitalism, whether it be racism, whether it be redlining. Like, but they'll never take responsibility. Ever. We, we're the ones that have to live and die in these places. So um, one thing that I learned about um, life, just reading a lot, and, and life experience, nobody's going to come save you, man. You have to save yourself. That's just the world that we live in, especially in our country. We have it better than a lot of places, but... Our country is the epitome of human, like racism, like the, the, the mass shootings, like our country is human, flawed, like deceitful, bogus, like just bad, Violence. vile. Yeah, vile and violent and di- just disgusting, bro. So, and I don't know if you could blame that on just our government because that's 
human. Like I say, like mm-hmm. even other places, but our government is responsible, even if they won't take responsibility for what they set us up in. Mm-hmm. And um, but even though that's the case, we have to own that, mm-hmm. and we have to get ourselves out of this shit. So, mm-hmm. however, we got to do that, you know. So. But I don't like to blame the government, even though they are the, the ones that are doing this to us. Yeah. The moment we start getting into that victim mentality, you just dive deeper into it. Yeah. You just keep finding other ways to ex- excuse this and, and justify that. And I just like to just fight that shit and let's just go. <laughs> let's go change some shit then. I agree. Facts. And one thing I've, I love is that as we are, as society has become, not woke, because that shit is bullshit, but as we are becoming smarter and we're understanding educated. what we're educated, I feel like as much as that's going up, one thing that's going up that I love is therapy. Mm. Therapy and, you know, being more mindful about things, just openly talking about shit is definitely kind of a necessary thing at a time like this, whether it be last year because of the pandemic in 2020 or even the shit me you were just talking about, you know, with the way that you came up and stuff like that. I feel like therapy is definitely something that I feel like everyone should invest in, especially because with everything on our phones, everything's in front of our face, we see everything that happens. Yeah, we're living in one of the craziest times, probably the craziest time ever, um, especially with the the implementation of internet and, and technology. Mm-hmm. There's no precedent for how to live in this world. Not to say that there hasn't been in any other one, but at least generations before, there was kind of. You know what I'm saying? But some of those precedents were also, like those precedents and stereotypes or ideas that you should live in were kind of bullshit. Oh, for sure. But what I'm (laughs) saying, though, is people knew how to be a human being in those societies. Now, it's like there's little kids having existential crises because of this, because of... There's just so they're being fed so much shit. It's just overwhelming. That's why all these kids are fucking anxious and 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 hyper and not to mention what the fuck they're doing to them. Like I heard um I heard kids now gotta get like fifty shots. Fifty? Like I definitely they, I definitely got a good like six. <laughs> they get like they have to get like hella shots now and That's they have crazy. to keep coming and get them like um like, and even what they give us in school, what they feed us, like, you know, is not healthy. So yeah. I think a lot of this stuff, like we, therapy is essential. I think talking about things, being, um, communicating things well is, is essential. But I think um, a lot of this comes down to education and health. And um, I think therapy is a, is a testament to that because all they're really doing is talking to you mm-hmm. and helping you. And you know what I'm saying? Helping you get through it and understanding what the hell is going on. So, um, And another problem is a lot of these people, a lot of these psych doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists. Look, man, I get it, bro. Everybody got to have a job. Mm-hmm. But these people in particular are playing with people's lives, their likelihood, their mental stability that can go in turn affect whole families, whole people, like whole, you know what I'm saying? Decisions are being made while these people are on so many drugs. And I'm just so tired of the antidepressants, so tired of the benzodiazepines, so tired of all these drugs getting uh, pushed towards kids and people as opposed to healthy habits, healthy living um, environments, healthy conversations, healthy communication, 
communication, healthy relationships with people, education, um, critical thinking skills, you know, things that you would deem very basic and necessary that, yeah, that 99% of people absolutely lack. And that's why they're panicking. That's why, you know, and even me, like even talking about this, I can identify some, some of these things in myself, but that doesn't mean that I've mastered it. So that's part of the reason why I can't identify it is because I notice it in my shit. Like, oh shit, you know? Mm. So, but like, even with me, it's another reason why I'm taking my health and just trying to take my life into my own hands is because it just goes back to what I said, bro. If you don't, nobody's going to, like, nobody's going to save you. Nobody's yeah. going to come do anything for you. So I really think that that shit starts with, like, how we're, how we're treating each other, how we're raising our children, the types of decisions we make when we bring people into the world. Um, and I think it's a, just a chain reaction. It's like a cycle of all of that, just going back and forth and around and around. So, What, um... What do you think can kind of change that? Not trying, I know you can't solve all the world's problems. I don't think anybody can. But like, what do you think could maybe change these things? Like, one idea I have, and this is definitely kind of drastic, and it may not work out exactly because it's not, it's kind of harmful actually. Um, it's just, I wish that, you know, like we get a winter break from school where we used to two weeks. I mm -hmm. think that we should get that, but from all social media. I think it'd be nice if all social media sites shut down for like a week, maybe two weeks. Completely. Mm, I can't fuck with that. You know, exactly. And I, I say that it's a very drastic thing to do because it's like people run their businesses off of that. You're an artist. I, have a I like we promote our shit actually through social medias and with Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be. It's It's become necessary. We've become dependent on it. But at the same time, it's so fucked up for us. So I don't think there's a, a necessarily a, a right way to do things. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that um, we live in a capitalistic society. Yeah. So obviously the money and shit makes everything go around. Mm -hmm. So that's why that why people kind of care about the money aspect. Um, I really just think people have to just start being better and making better decisions, including myself. I fuck up all the time, man. I'm flawed like everybody else. I make mm -hmm. bad decisions. I've made really bad, drastic decisions that have you know, affected not only my life, other people's lives. We have to learn and we have to be better. Like, just simple. Everybody has to hold themselves accountable. And if not, like, you, we just going to be here like this. And we can't complain about it because we're not doing nothing about it. Yeah. Everybody complaining, bro. But nobody's really doing nothing. I want to get rich. You want to know why I want to get rich? Because I want to invest in schools. I want to make my own schools, bro. I want... I want these kids to learn what they should be learning and not what somebody deems necessary for them to be learning just because of whatever fucking laws there are or people lobbying to get certain shit passed. Like, no, nah, let's figure out what the fuck people really need to know to, to not just survive, flourish, you know, because we live in a, a world of abundance, you know, like Elon Musk has... So much money right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's and I don't think we should take any money away from him and give it to us. I'm saying let's teach everybody how to get their own money. Let's teach everybody how to be the best version of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's going to go get a billion dollars. But we don't have to be poor and suffering. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
to be financially literate on a basic level can make can make you go from being absolutely poor to like fifty thousand dollars a year. Good mm-hmm. job, decent. You know what I'm saying? At least you know what I'm saying. You'll be able to survive. Yeah, you'll be able to flourish though, because then you, yeah. if you have good credit, you can also go get you know stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we need to be. I know there's an attack on capitalism. I know that people fucking hate that shit. And I think it's it's the same thing with the music industry. People hate record labels and hate these 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 deals. I don't hate a record label. I don't hate a record deal. I don't like people making these fucking deals. I don't like the people that are sitting in some of these seats sometimes. But that can change. You, you get what I'm saying? And that's kind of where I'm at with that shit. Like, we have to start doing something, bro. Like, even just me coming on here speaking it. You know what I'm saying? If I can't, I don't have money to go start a school, bro. But if I did, you better believe that I would have a fucking school right now. You know, to the best that I could. You know what I'm saying? Like, however long, I don't know how long this shit takes. But shout out Bron, you feel me? He got his that's school. Exactly, that's what I've been thinking of since you brought it up, man. Yeah, but like, so, yeah. yeah, like, I just think, bro, we live in abundance. Like, it's, like, when I say that, like, one dude got a hundred and some billion dollars. If that don't inspire you, I don't know what will, because I read a story about, and I don't know how true this is, about when Elon sold, I think he sold PayPal, and he invested all the money into SpaceX, Tesla, and uh, whatever company he got, and he borrowed money for rent. And it's like, damn, dude dude was like really with this he shit. Balls in. Yeah, you I feel me? I know that. So he invested all his money and, and like took a loan or borrowed money for rent. So it's like, so he could live, like just at his crib, because- he understood what he was going after. You know what I'm saying? And I, he probably had a crazy ass strategy behind it. He's smart, you know? So, but now there's a person thinking like that. And then there's people that are thinking like, let me go rob this person. Let me go. I don't know how I'm going to get no money today. So I have to go shoot somebody or, or, you know, rob a lady or like the dude the other day, I don't know what his life situation is. I don't know what was wrong with him, but he felt like he had to go kill a bunch of people for no fucking reason. We need to think better, man. And I think it really starts with, you know, some of these people are anomalies. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't written in the stars. Like, I mean, it probably was written in the stars, but it wasn't like a planned thing. Like his parents didn't come out and say, okay, this is this is Elon Musk. is my child, you know? Yeah. At whatever, at, X, at this age, he's going to be a billionaire. At this age, he's going to be the most... Richest man in the world. Like, no. You know what I'm saying? It just happened that way. But I do think we can assist people better towards success. I think that we're setting, especially people in Chicago, people that I grew up around, all of us were set up for failure. And a lot of them did. A lot of them are in jail or dead or didn't, they're broke. You know what I'm saying? Especially right now in a pandemic, we don't even have healthy uh, money management habits. During a pandemic... The government should be assisting us, but we should we should be prepared for some in some way, shape, or form at some level. Even if it's, if it's on a very small level, we should be thinking about preparing ourselves for something out of our control. You know what I'm saying? Proper, uh, what is it? Proper preparation prevents, prevents poor, poor performance. performance. Yeah, so like, we're molding people every day. We're just building a society. And um, I feel like for the longest especially in certain areas, we're building a cancerous society. And um, yeah, you could blame it on the government because really it's it's them doing this shit, but they're not going to come get us out. So if we want to get out, 
we got to start making some changes, man. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do it once I get some money for real. I got a lot of shit planned, bro. I'm looking forward to it. Do you you want to say any of these plans or these dreams? Hell no, because they're gonna come steal my <laughs> shit. I feel you. I feel you completely. Now, yeah. now you brought up a, everything you said was great. One thing that stuck out to me, and someone want to add, especially because you know you grew up where you, the way you grew up. You mentioned you know the example of someone having to go rob somebody, right? At what point in time do you think the line becomes? I only do this because it's the only thing I know how to do. And you have, but also there's a knowledge of making better decisions. When do you think that time comes? Because sometimes people only know one thing. That person may only know robbing people. But at the same time, you have someone say like, like I, like, my, like me, for example, who may not have grew up like that, where I know there's other options besides going to do that. Do you ever think this person like reaches that point where they can make the decision to do one or the other? Not saying I'm better than anybody, but. So one thing you said is you, you kind of knew one thing was wrong and to do better. Correct. Um, I think that, I think most of these people have a good idea of good and bad. Yeah. Like you said, though, sometimes, bro, you feel deep down in your heart, you have to do something and there's nothing else that you might need some rent money, bro. And there's no other way that you could do this. Your baby might need some shit. There ain't no way, ain't ain't no other way you could come up on some money right now. Sell some drugs, rob somebody. I hear you. It's like, and I've been there, bro. Like, I know what that feels like to feel like you have no option. But there's a, I know it's cliche, bro, but there's a better way to do things. Um, I really think if we invested a lot of our energy and resources and intelligence and education, those people might creatively think of another way to get that money. Yeah. You know? 100%. Other than force and violence. Because that's all we see and that's what we grow up on. Mm. So, and that could be like, you know, it's almost like that example that you use is kind of like what I was talking about. Like the kids in the city don't know what the fuck to do. Mm -hmm. And then you're like from the suburbs and you know, like I wouldn't do that shit. That shit is not smart. Mm -hmm. But at that point, when you're in that, bro, I'm telling you it's a real war zone, G, and smart is out the window. Unless you're, like, talking about lacking and, like, talking about the way you move, you feel me? But mm-hmm. think Street about, think, yeah, about. think about, like, 10 years down the road, like, this is going to, you know, consequences and shit like that. Like, you in this shit right now, right here, and a lot of times it's life or death. You know what I'm saying? And then when you make a decision to, like... When you make a decision to like rob somebody, <laughs> like that's what you just that's what you decided to do, and now you're now you have to do that, and now that shit can go any way. We can change subject anytime you want. If you yeah, no, but I'm just saying like that shit could go that shit could go any way, and um, like I said, you just not think about consequences. Somebody could die right there. Somebody could all, all type of shit could happen. So I just think I think that man, I, like I said, I. I was a kid in these schools, bro. I was a kid in these places, and, and and I was noticing that shit at that age. Like, we're not thinking. Like, obviously, everybody collectively thinks this shit is cool, but this shit is not cool. You know, we we just think it's cool because this is what we're in. Yeah. You know, 
were you ever mad at music? Because, like, hip-hop music, I used to, when I was a little more ignorant, I used to get upset at hip-hop music. I used to feel the same exact way you feel. And I still do. I still do. I still mm-hmm. do. But I used to partially blame it on rappers. Mm. I used to be like, oh, well, they didn't rap about this. People wouldn't do this. And this, this, and this. But then, like, I don't know. I, I just kind of realized they were only talking about their conditions. Yeah, bro. It's like, that's all they know. That's yeah. that's literally like if if you go to some of these places and talk to some of these people, it's mind blowing, bro. Like the the way that just life is for in these places, in these certain neighborhoods, you know? And um it's just crazy. I just went on a whole different track in my mind. What what were you just saying? <laughs> uh I was just saying like uh fuck, what the fuck was I saying? I was saying, um, Music. Oh, yeah. No, I can't blame. I never blamed music. I, um, I, I, I definitely used to. One person I used to blame a lot that we talked about. Future. I think, I think, like I said, it's just disconnect, man. I think people don't get it. I think if you're not from it, you'll never get it. Ever. Like, and, and I just think that that's just the way it is. And it's kind of like the similar thing where, like, somebody from the hood is not necessarily going to um, just be, like, the number one most avid country fan, you know, and just want to listen to, like... I don't know who Keith Urban, I guess. <laughs> like just Blake run, Shell, no, whatever. Yeah, yeah, run that yeah, shit yeah. back. No, it's like I don't understand <laughs> what that is, you know? Right, right, right. Um and then I think it's another thing of of the the culture of hip hop with uh it's such a it's such a fucking um what's the word I'm trying to use? Mm. It's a cluster of things. No, it's it's a very trendy um, popular. It moves fast. Yeah, it's very hard to keep up it with. Controls the wave. Now. Yeah, yeah, and it, it determines what's hot in every almost every other genre as well. So it's hard to like um even understand what some of these artists are saying if you're not in this shit and you're not in tune. Like somebody like Lil Durk, like one of my favorite rappers, he has a new nickname for himself almost like every year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you don't know, if you don't listen to his music, you're going to be like, why the fuck is this guy keep calling himself a bunch of different shit? Or like, you know, or like, um, if you hear people like Future saying, you know, all this shit about drugs and this, that, and the third, or like these younger artists saying that, you might think this kid is so, this kid is trying to get all these kids to do drugs and this, that, and the third, but maybe go look at that kid's life. Yeah. Like, when I was talking, like, bro, let me not use me. There's artists that, let's use Lil Peep. Rest in peace. One of my favorite artists ever. He was really living his songs. Like, maybe not to the degree of, obviously lyrics are exaggerated sometimes, but he was sad, man. He was taking a lot of drugs because he was down, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like he was he wasn't trying to get kids to be like that as well. Mm. He was just showing people this is how I am and I know there's a bunch of people just like me. Mm. Here's I'm giving myself to you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I can help you. And he helped me. I know he helped me. So um you know, whether you view the way you view him or his death, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he I think he died for something bigger than music. I think he died for for something bigger than all of that shit, man, because 
He helped a lot of people. And I think that's what the message is in the music is just giving your story, your your version of what this shit is. And um as long as you're not like in the song telling people to go do some like foul shit, like, hey kids, go rob the person on the corner and like because I think you should do that. Like, no, yeah. like a lot of us are just like really like a dispatcher from the streets, like or from our conditions. Some people ain't even really in the street like that. Some people are just in a fucked up situation and they're just explaining it. You know what I'm saying? And it might sound like they're trying to influence people, but they're really just pouring their heart out. Um, and I think that's where a lot of it is. Some people, though, are being irresponsible. I'll give you that. Like, some people are irresponsibly just not good artists. They're not, like, they're just chasing a bag. Maybe might be in it for the wrong reasons. Um, but I think you could kind of sense that of who those people are. You know what I'm saying? So um, They weed themselves out. Yeah. But somebody like, you know... Like, some of these big artists, I don't think they're exploiting people, you know what I'm saying, at the expense of what they could, you know, gain from it. Mm. I think they're giving themselves to the people. And um, it's just it's a raw form of art like anything else. What artist you think is really giving themselves to the people? You got any examples? Future, Thug. Um, in terms of that, like, the... the I mean, overall, in general, not just, like, Future and Thug. Oh, like genre, I think... Overall artistry. I mean, if you're an artist, you have to give yourself. If you really, truly want to succeed mm -hmm. as a creative, as a musician, like, we need to feel that shit. So, I think um, I think all of them, really. Obviously, the ones that you... The ones that aren't, you could tell. So, I'm not listening to them. Honestly. I'm just not listening to them. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not paying it no mind. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not listening to shit I can't feel. Yeah. And I that goes back to what we talked about. How you're saying, you know, certain rappers are dispatchers from the streets. Mm-hmm. As humans, we only go to things that we see ourselves in. So, like, me, for example, like, that's one thing why I never really click with Future. As much as it was, like, the actual sound of his music, actually the way he comes off, more some of the stuff is, like, what he was talking about. Like, um, that's just, just stuff that I, I, I can't relate to. I just didn't really understand at that point, you know? And that's why I think that a lot of people, even including myself at one point in time, forgot that, that we're only going to listen to things that we relate to. Yeah. You know? And I used to... Look at things a certain way, but not understand the deeper message behind it. Like, to my understanding, you listen to Future more than me, but there's a lot of pain in his music from what I've heard. Hell yeah. And even if you look at someone like NBA Youngboy, like, no matter what, whatever you want to say about his personal life, I don't give a fuck. We don't talk about that here. But if you look at his music, it's doing numbers, and he's talking about pain in that shit. And a lot of these people, like, even going to myself, sometimes not to sound selfish, mm -hmm. We need to make the songs that we need to make for us mm, to let mm. that shit out. You know what I'm saying? So, 